0: By inspiration of the Spirit, the Apostle Paul, who described himself as an apostle born late and was not physically among the many present on the day of ascension, when the glorified Christ ascended on a cloud into heaven to retake his rightful seat at the right hand of God, nevertheless was the Apostle who revealed to us by the Spirit that when Jesus was ascending on high, From the Mount of Ascension, he relegated, bestowed, gave gifts of ministry that he himself ministered during his three-and-a-half-year ministry in the flesh unto certain men of his choosing, namely the five ministry gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher." Unto the purpose of the spiritual edifying or building up of the body of Christ. The reality and role of those giftings and anointings known as the fivefold ministry gifts or functions is the topic of today's program. Welcome to The Real Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Lambert. In an hour when deception and apostasy is rampant on earth, the need for proclaiming the real truth has never been more desperate. Jesus prophesied, an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be His worshippers. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. Proclaiming the real truth of the written and rhema prophetic word of God, He is revealing in this hour, concerning the church Jesus is building, is our goal. Affecting real change in the hearts and minds of believers in Christ is our purpose. Fivefold Ministry is the ongoing surrogate ministry of Christ Himself to the church, His betrothed. All legitimate ministry emanates from Jesus himself and is an extension of his ministry. Unless it emulates his ministry, it's not legitimate ministry. Jesus' three-and-a-half-year fleshly ministry is the model for all genuine ministry, and we can see in the gospel accounts that Jesus functioned In all five of the fivefold ministry offices, fivefold ministry consists of five functions or offices of function apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. The primary scripture enumerating these offices is verse 11 of Ephesians 4. Relationally, these offices are horizontal, non-hierarchical, and non-authoritarian. These terms are not titles implying authority or entitlement of any kind, but rather terms alluding to specific ministerial functions the essence and role of the fivefold ministry can only be understood in the context of the church and Christ's relationship with it above all else the church is the lamb's wife revelation 21:9 presently in the natural the church is the betrothed of christ since the marriage supper of the Lamb has not yet occurred. Yet, in the Spirit, wherein God always speaks of those things that are not as though they already were, the church is now the Lamb's wife. To behold the Lamb's wife as God sees her requires supernatural insight through the Spirit. In this hour, God is bestowing that revelation by the Spirit unto many of his chosen vessels, as he did the Apostle John when he was taken up and given revelation by the Spirit. Quote, Then one of the seven angels, who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues, came and spoke with me, saying, Come here. I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. Revelation 21, 9. The Greek word for angel, angelos, is synonymous with the word for apostle, apostolos. Both connote a special messenger sent with a special message. At this time, in this last hour, God is sending special messengers to reveal the mystery of Christ concerning his church, the Lamb's wife, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit, Ephesians 3, 3-5. The special messengers God is sending to reveal this special message is His holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit. The Lamb's wife is the recipient and beneficiary of all genuine ministry, for she is the object of Christ's passion. The Bridegroom is wholly and eternally committed to his betrothed. His statement, I will build my church, is a vivid expression of his passion. Building his church is the only building program to which he has ever been personally committed. The movie, The Passion of Christ, was in many ways a tremendous movie, that I believe the Lord used greatly to draw many hearts toward him. But the title is a bit of a misnomer. In truth, the cross and Christ's sufferings revolving around it was really not the passion of Christ. Scripture makes it clear it was for the joy set before him that he endured the cross and that joy was his eternal bride, to whom he will in the end be wed eternally. The real passion of Christ is the church. And it was because of that passion that when he was ascending on high to take his seat of all majesty and all sovereignty, he gave all of himself and his anointing that he had to give. And because of his driving and all-consuming love for his eternal bride, he indeed had to give. For agape love cannot help itself. It must give. God so loved that he gave. Genuine God kind of love is compelled to give. It is for this reason and cause, the spiritual edification of his church, that when he ascended on high on the day of ascension from the mount of ascension, Christ relegated the fivefold ministry functions he himself had operated during his fleshly ministry unto men. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, He led captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. Now this expression, he ascended, what does it mean except that he also had descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is himself also he who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. In heaven, these anointings and giftings are not needed. It is here on earth where the infusion of sin into the world's system has corrupted the entire creation that his anointing and supernatural giftings are needed in order that he might nullify, bring to naught, negate, the works of the devil. 1 John 3, 8 This is Stephen Lambert. We trust you're enjoying this episode of The Real Truth Podcast. You can submit your comments and questions at RealTruthRadio.com He gave gifts to men. It was because he himself owned and operated these five ministry functions that he was authorized to endow humans with them. He indeed gave them as gifts of grace, both to those he anointed with them as well as gifts to the body of Christ, who God designated as their ultimate recipient and beneficiary. The true meaning of this Ephesians text is that Christ, as the head of the church, prior to ascending on high to reclaim his seat at the right hand of God, bestowed these five giftings of ministry unto certain, some, not all, individuals of his choosing for the purpose of equipping the saints, i.e., believers, for the work of the ministry, Contrary to the misconception that has prevailed for thousands of years, it is the saints, not the ministers, God intends to do the work of the ministry. Fivefold ministers are the coaches, teachers, trainers, who are charged with equipping, training, and releasing the saints to do the work of the ministry. Metaphorically speaking, the saints are the players. fivefold ministers are the coaches. For centuries, the church at large has indoctrinated believers with the mindset that they are merely the spectators, the audience, watching the professional clergy doing the work of the ministry. But that was never God's intention or plan. The true role of the fivefold ministers is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. Then, as the passage indicates, the result of the saints being equipped, trained, empowered, and released to do the work of the ministry will be that the entire body of Christ will be spiritually edified. Literal meaning of the Greek word is to charge up as a battery is charged up, or built up in every way God intends for the body of Christ to be built up. The proper function of the fivefold ministers working in concert together is to spiritually equip, and mature the body of Christ. Attainment of this goal requires the harmonious functioning together as a whole of all five of these ministry offices. Threefold ministry of the functions of evangelists, pastors, and teachers has proven over 19 centuries of church history to be inadequate to mature the church to the spiritual condition required for Christ to return to claim her as His eternal bride. Over the last three or four decades especially, one of the greatest deterrents in the harmonious functioning together as a whole of all five of these ministry offices as well as its effectiveness in equipping and maturing the saints has been the belief by many that relationships among fivefold ministers are vertical and hierarchical and the emergence of ministerial organizations and networks essentially establishing a multi-level pyramid structure subordinating and describing rank To these five ministry functions demotes and depowers them. To see one as being the highest and most important in an ascending descending structure is to totally misconstrue how they operate in the Spirit and their role in ministering to the saints. Relationships among fivefold ministers are not hierarchical, but rather horizontal, not competitive, but collegial, not subjugational, but subsumational, not competitive, but complementary. To reach this ultimate objective, the church that Jesus is building must now move past the utterly fallacious, and sophomoric notion that five-fold ministry offices are merely titles representing positions of authority and ascendancy, and embrace the scriptural and spiritual paradigm that they are functions of service and servitude in which those who have been genuinely anointed and appointed by God to them, are mimicking Jesus' model laying down their lives, crucifying themselves and their personal ambitions in order to employ their God-given gifts, talents, abilities, anointing, and very essence to serve the body of Christ the Lamb's Wife. Are you enjoying this podcast? Would you take just a minute to think about all the precious resources it takes to produce and make available a resource such as this? time, talent, thinking, planning, preparing, studying, writing, editing, organizing, recording, audio editing, a multiplicity of post-production and publishing tasks, and on and on it goes. The big professional news and media companies employ 10 to 20 people to produce a presentation such as this podcast at a cost of hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you enjoy the program, would you be so kind as to take a minute and pray to ask God if He would have you lend a helping hand our way in the form of financial support? In about 30 seconds, you can donate at paypal.me forward slash SLM Inc. Again, that's paypal.me forward slash SLM Inc. To make a donation of any amount. Your gifts would be so greatly appreciated and used for the glory of God in the production of this program. Thank you, and may the Lord bless you abundantly for your generosity and graciousness. Fivefold ministry is a matter frequently alluded to from the pulpit within many charismatic and other neo Pentecostal churches and circles. Notwithstanding, such allusions appear to be little more than oratorical rhetoric, for the most part, because few churches make an earnest attempt to incorporate fivefold ministry within their ministry and structure. Certainly, I have never yet seen it in full and proper operation anywhere. Rather, for the most part, according to what I have heard and witnessed, fivefold ministry and its function remains to be a shadowy and little understood matter to the majority of ministers not to mention lay believers including even those claiming to be charismatic oh some say they believe there is such a thing as fivefold ministry which is more than can be said for the vast majority of so-called mainline and evangelical denominational ministers However, most charismatic ministers have what could only be referred to as a cursory understanding of these ascension gifts of Christ and how the Bible prescribes they are to function and flow together, and very few of them have incorporated all of those ministry offices into their rightful place of function within the structure of their local church. It is not that God has not revealed revelation and information concerning the matter of fivefold ministry for consumption by His body. Far from it. Rather, as He has continued to do since the day He ascended unto His throne, He has indeed revealed such portions of the mystery of Christ, that is, divine revelation, to His holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit. Ephesians 3.5 There are apostles and prophets to whom Christ has given special revelation of things pertaining to the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit. Ephesians 3.5 the matter of fivefold ministry and how it is to function and flow in concert together toward the fulfillment of the purposes of Christ is one such matter regarding which God has imparted revelation knowledge to His apostles and prophets through the anointing of the Spirit abiding upon them and in which they abide. How desperately Jesus wants to share everything he has and knows with his betrothed co-sovereign partner, the church, the Lamb's wife, Revelation 21.9. How willing and eager Jesus has always been to unveil unto the church the unfathomable riches of Christ and to bring to light What is the administration of the mystery, which for ages has been hidden in God, who created all things, in order that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places? Ephesians 3, 8 through 10. But... To be very blunt, the bottleneck for the conveyance of such revelation to the body of Christ are the shepherds who are standing in the doorways of the churches with their hands stretched forth like an armed guard yelling at the top of their voice, Stop! Stop! You can't come in here. I'm the head here. You can't come in. "...as Jesus is the chief cornerstone that the builders rejected, so also many of those who purport to be builders of the house of God are stubbornly and unyieldingly, and in some cases even hysterically, rejecting these two other foundation stones upon which the household of God, the church that Jesus is building, is founded." i.e., the apostles and prophets, Ephesians 2.20. Consequently, the church remains devoid of the revelation and information Jesus so desires to impart to his partner. Regardless of the disdain of the stiff-necked resistors who, like their predecessors, continue to murder the prophets, Acts seven fifty one and 52, the word of God forthrightly declares there are certain insights into the mysteries of Christ that he reveals only unto, quote, his holy apostles and prophets in the spirit, Ephesians 3, 1 through 5 and not to evangelists, pastors, and teachers. As anointed, gifted, and effective as the ministers who function in these latter three offices are, and as much knowledge as they have appropriated over the years through personal study and research, the only way they will ever understand these insights into the mysteries pertaining to the ministry and mission of the Christ is as it is elucidated by apostles and prophets. These insights do not come through study and research, but only through prayer and revelation given by Jesus, Galatians 1, 11 and 12. Though a multitude of ministers will absolutely bristle and scream foul at these words, they are nonetheless the unadulterated truth of the Spirit of God. Despite the sophisticated and impassioned theorizations of theologians claiming the contrary, the apostolic and prophetic offices and functions have no more ceased than have the other three. If they have, then so have the other three, which means there are no such offices as evangelist, pastor, or teacher. And those who claim to be functioning in those offices are unauthorized and illegitimate frauds, because they all are established in and sanctioned by the same verse of Scripture, Ephesians 4:11. All such arguments alleging the cessation of the fivefold ministry offices are absolutely absurd and wholly indefensible rather the incontrovertible truth is that jesus christ is the same yesterday and today and forever hebrews 13:8 by the very virtue that he is the perfect God, he changes not. Malachi 3, 6. What he was, he is. What he is, he always has been. What he always has been, he always will be. What he will be, he is. And always has been. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Real Truth. I'm Stephen Lambert. Please subscribe to the podcast, share with your friends, and visit realtruthradio.com to join our mailing list. Be sure to tune in to the next edition of The Real Truth. Until then... This is Stephen Lambert reminding you that with God all things are possible and all things work together for good to them who love God and are called according to His purpose.